1: We're going to talk about cannabis and veterans here on this Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. And joining me to talk about that is the founder and executive director of Veterans Alliance for Holistic Alternatives, or VAHA. Gary Hess joins me here on Grassroots Marketing. Gary, thanks for being with us.
2: Hey, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to get on here and uh, have your voice amplified.
1: Oh, absolutely. So first of all, with yourself, you're a former Marine Semper Fi. And you're founder of Veterans for Holistic Alternatives, which is an organization that seeks to educate and empower veterans about the efficacy of medical cannabis. And you use cannabis yourself because it allows you to explore your trauma and process it rather than rather than anesthetize it. And you advocate for other veterans to have access to the plant. And here's what you actually said about that point. Quote, I knew that I was not the only one. I knew that I was not going to bed the same. I was taking the pills and drinking every night before I went to bed. I literally had to lock every single door in my house, including closets and other bedrooms. It was obsessive. I was having issues. So I took the shiny brass off my shoulders, called my fellow Marines and said, hey, I'm struggling. I'm drinking. I can't figure it out. Who else is having these problems? Then you started digging into the science. So that said, you decided to put VHA to light, talk to me about the process of bringing this here and you know, how many veterans are we looking at that really do need this kind of information?
2: Well, let's just put the numbers, uh, the numbers in check, and, and that'll kind of give you, uh, uh, give you an idea. So we've lost uh, approximately 7,000 service members since the inception of conflict in 2001. That's both Iraq and Afghanistan. And that same period of time, we have lost one, over 114,000 veterans to suicide. Now, you're talking to someone personally who has lost more veterans to suicide than he has in combat. And and that's not a small number. Uh, The thing is, it's absolutely real. And here's the bottom line truth if there's anything taken from this, is that in the Western model of medicine and the way that trauma is treated, they expedite or enhance our ability to avoid and never treat the root of the problem. And so the root of the problem is the emotion that we do not have a file folder for. So for example, in uh, December of 2006, when I had a full-size tri or dump truck loaded with C4 that ran into the building we were oc- uh, occupying, um, you can only imagine that, that it uh, just creates a situation that uh, is hard to explain or hard to put into words. So we have emotion that is created, very painful emotion um, that is never processed. So trauma is not, what happens to us? Trauma is what remains inside in the absence of an empathetic witness. So, in order to treat trauma, process memory, and and um, really process that emotion, so you have a file folder for it, you have to turn that trauma into words. So, let's look at what the VA does. And, and in my case, it was almost ten years. So, I go and for ten years they gave me amphetamines. Literally, the only thing that differs from methamphetamine is one. Uh, carbon leg uh, of that mole- molecular molecular breakdown. They give me amphetamines in the morning. They flood my uh, serotonin receptors uh, um, with the Prozac and the Zoloft and the Fluoxetine, and then obviously on top of that you have the painkillers. And then you know when you're ready to go to sleep and shut it off, you uh, you pop ambient and you wake up and you start it all over again. You avoid. You stay in that negative closed loop cycle of trauma, and you would never address the real problems. We treat the behaviors, we do not treat our perspective. Our perspective leads to our thoughts, that generates the emotion, that leads to our behavior that produces the result. We treat behavior, we do nothing to treat the perspective. So I've created a program called the tip of the spear, the therapeutic intervention program, because after 10 years, uh, my mental and health degraded to the point taking my own life was the right answer, right? Um, so what I've done is I integrated cannabis on a daily basis because it became a performance enhancer. It allowed me to recover. It allowed me to stabilize. And once I learned that process, it truly catalyzed post-traumatic growth. Um, I know that was kind of a long-winded answer.
1: No, no, but that's, but you totally encompass your reason why, but this is something I want to ask you about. Uh, I want to just make a quick point that, There was an interview I did, not on Cannabis Radio, but on uh, I Do My Own Independent uh, Content. And I have a show uh, called The Broadcaster's Podcast. I talked to a former Marine named Donnie O'Malley. He runs a website called Vet TV. So he does media content. He's written a book as well, Embarrassing Confessions of a Marine Lieutenant. So he served six years uh, in the infantry. And he talked to me about and made the point that, you know, when you look at what people, you know what medical professionals might understand or what everyday people might understand about the military and what you go through. That there's no way for us to really understand. Because we see what movies are out there and how, you know, the military is portrayed. It's it's make believe it's fantasy. It's not real. And to try to put some kind of a any kind of lightheartedness to it or any kind of uh to you know to glorify what's being done because even when he told me somebody saying thank you for your service' it's like listen you know you don't want to know what I did out there you don't want to know what I had to go through and it's that understanding that only a veteran can help other veterans out which is why I can understand why a service like vaha is in place
2: so I, and I'm and I'm um, here's the thing is that uh, he's got a point but at the same time uh, the whole pl- platform that we stand on is the truth is, is that trauma is trauma. It doesn't matter if it's combat trauma, childhood sexual abuse, domestic abuse, car wreck, loss of a loved one. It all comes down to perspective. So the neurological and physiological responses of trauma are all the same. It doesn't matter if you're a veteran. It doesn't matter if you're a civilian. And that's really a big voice of our platform with the access to medical cannabis, because this is just as much for my mother and father for veterans like myself. But the truth is, is that... um, I was struggling and I was out of options. And, and when I sat down and figured and, and, and just made the decision that I was not going to take my own life and I was actually going to figure this out, to see the way the Western model treats trauma uh, just through a pharmaceutical fire hose is negligent. And at this point, it is absolutely criminal. And, uh, and, and I would sit with anyone, with any professional in any part of the world on a public platform, and I guarantee you I will not be wrong in this. The difference between a doctor and someone who experienced at the level of myself is because I have the experience that I now have to try to explain. I'm not learning something in a textbook. they have to go find someone who was actually experiencing, right. experiencing these symptoms. So I went straight, I cut through, I, I, I was accepted for uh, a program for cognitive a PhD program for cognitive behavior and brain sciences. And um, the level uh, of digging that I have done to find the explanations and the answers for why these professionals for so long were giving me the, these answers yet I smoke a joint and this is what happens. And, yeah. and it's, it's black and white. And so I really started digging into the dynamics, the, the, the pharmacokinetics of how cannabis works and, and is integrated into our system, how our body metabolizes uh, the best way and uh, in, in the, and in the, uh, the importance of, of, Quick titration rates, you know, from an inhalation standpoint for veterans who do struggle with trauma. Um, but going back to your point is that it is not only veterans uh, who can help veterans. Veterans can provide perspective to allow other others to understand. And then um, once they grasp that perspective, I, I think their ears are open, right? So uh, again, just like sitting in the therapy room, it's it's about safety and trust. And it's the same thing when you facilitate the first time user of cannabis, which I've done many times in my own garage, it's about safety and trust. They come to me, they sit in my garage before it's legal in Louisiana. it's You're out of options. This is a safe environment. Mm -hmm. I have walked in your shoes. My wife sits with me. My wife tells my story from her perspective to gain that safety and to gain that trust. Their spouses come with them. And we experienced this together and there's absolutely hands down no denying the efficacy of this medication and, and just to back it up or this plant, you know, and, and again, with Vaha, um, our mission is affordable access for all. I don't lean toward the recreational side because I use this to heal myself. And I know so many other people, um, uh, need that access to do the same. Um, but the truth is, is that if I can get a pharmaceutical grade product that undergoes the same quality control standards. Yeah. um, that medications do, but I can get it at an affordable price in a recreational dispensary, I'm absolutely forward, and I would actually drive my Marines there to to pick it up with
1: them. Um, It's the plant. The plant works. I agree. And it's not even – we're focusing on veterans here on this interview, but it's the same idea of focusing on various demographics when it comes to seniors, when it comes to children – and the necessity to go ahead and educate and inform and to give access. And that's really what it comes down to. I want to talk about the fact of how CureLeaf, who we've had on the program various times. Uh, they actually pay, began a partnership, which is ongoing as we were speak now in the first half of November, 2021, that a company is going to do- donate a portion of the sales to your organization. A dollar from every sale is going to go to select items for Vaja. So, with this opportunity, what, how has it gone so far? We're about 10 days in as I record this. Talk to me about, uh, you know, how's the response been?
2: Uh, it, it's, it's been incredible. And first of all, I want to thank uh, Curaleaf. And, and here's the reason is, and I know this language is, is, uh, is kind of hard in a company like Curaleaf. As big as they are, they, there's liabilities there. But the, the truth is, that they stepped in and they are fighting with the veteran community, Unlike anyone else, and and they came to me. I was uh, I was speaking in North Carolina. Actually, I went to help um, you know bring North Carolina Carolina online. I brought some veterans veterans in, and we testified, and and uh, you know we created significant momentum. And uh, you know a gentleman from CureLeaf uh, pulls me to the side, and he, he's, he's just like, man, you know what? I've been doing this for a long time, and I I have not, never quite seen it. Uh, somebody move people that way that, that you and your organization does. And uh, we went on to talk about the human element and how that's possible and, and, and my personal experience. And, and they just said, you know what, uh, we would like to align with you. And I said, <laughs> good, because I would like to align with you. Um, yeah. They're a very credible company. They have a very credible brand. Uh, it's a very welcoming feel. Uh, even when you look at the website and the way their dispensaries are laid out, uh, and then the personnel that they have within these dispensaries are, are, are very uh, extremely educated and very in tune with their patients, uh, which is really tugs at my heart um, because that's, that's what changed my life is, is a bud tender who noticed my struggles without me even saying anything. He walked up to me and he, he approached me in California and said, hey, buddy have been struggling for a long time. And, uh, I'm not necessarily an approachable guy. I've been accused of that. And and so the fact that he did that was absolutely incredible. And I asked him, I said, what do you mean? And I said, first of all, do you know me? Um, and he said, no, I see a lot of you guys come in here. And, uh, a lot of you aren't from this state, but you all come in here for the same reasons. And he told me, and he, and you know, he, uh, he informed me and educated me on on the cannabinoid profile the t the ratios between the thc and the cbd the importance of uh, of terpenes and certain terpenes that that work with ptsd the titration rates and um it was mind-blowing for someone who comes from the state of louisiana has hired by the government to do the security analysis in southern california for the first section of wall going up i don't get into politics i'm there for safety and had access to a holistic pharma, a holistic, a holistic pharmacy, and uh, and it absolutely changed my life to the point that I, I flew my wife and uh, and my boys out, and um, I brought them. And look, I can I can walk into a dispensary that is a mile from me, and it shows a list of uh, a list of symptoms and conditions and cannabinoid profiles and terpene profiles and recommended uses, and and, and then I have to get on a plane and go back home to Louisiana where it's not even an open conversation in public, Ugh. it's, uh, it's mind blowing, but it's, it's yeah, painful.
1: It's, and it's not like if you want to go ahead and just move just for the sake of, you just want to be able to have it in where you live. Why oh, should we have you, to? I, right.
2: I went overseas to fight for this place. I'm not moving. No. I'm going to change it around me. <laughs>
1: Agreed. I understand where you're coming from. Curly, by the way, in 23 different uh, states. So you can definitely look for it and see where it is for you. Um, uh, now, the other thing, well, unfortunately, people might, might get a, a chance to take advantage of this by the time we get this out there, but uh, at least really appreciate Cure Leaf for making this opportunity. The other thing I want to ask about is, besides the fact of what you're doing with VAHA, you also have Teleleaf, which is a premier access platform to medical marijuana, connecting patients in need with qualified doctors. So telehealth, you're creating that service for veterans out there and uh, for patients in general. Plus, the other thing I also thought was very interesting is that you are – not just advocating for veterans, but or just for cannabis users in general. Because WRAL.com reported that this past June, uh, calling on state lawmakers to legalize medical marijuana in North Carolina, you joined several veterans to share stories of your own battles of those with your comrades after leaving, returning from deployment. And the committee held was believed to be the first legislative hearing ever in North Carolina on a bill to allow medical marijuana to be prescribed and used. So take me back to, you know, really the opportunity to go ahead and speak to get another state on the side for cannabis.
2: And then, look, for someone who struggles with PTSD, which I, you know, I still do uh, anything that's new, unpredictable, threatens the ego, a sense of control creates a significant level of anxiety. So this was tough for me to do in my own state. And so. When I was asked to go to North Carolina to do it in someone else's state, which I wasn't necessarily familiar with except for my military experience there in Lejeune, it was uh, it was overwhelming at first. But what really rooted me and grounded me was the human element. So, again, this isn't a veteran problem. This isn't an American problem. This is a human problem. Um, yeah. What I did is I went and I connected with the human element, and I sat with those lawmakers who a lot of them are are, are, are gray haired white men, uh, that I was speaking with and showed a way and explained the way that it would impact their lives just as much, just as it did for mine. And, uh, and it really started moving the needle and we went in and we had three, maybe, maybe meetings set up. And I think before we left that week, I think we sat with, uh, we sat with 17, uh, senators and, uh, and, and uh, congress members that week and then the following week we I think we sat with another 11 or so so it, was, it happened to be 28 to 30 uh, that we sat with and um, and just really turned their tide. and uh, we had so many people reach out um, and just like it was in Louisiana I was I was scared I was scared I was going to lose my job I didn't know what my family was going to think I didn't know what my friends were going to think I didn't uh, but I did it anyway, and instead of criticism and failure and Weedhead and stoner, it was you 're a leader that 's incredible courage you 're inspiring me. I need it, my kids need it, it was It was overwhelming and uh, and that 's what you know led to Teleleaf on the telemedicine side because once we had the veteran voice vaha the nonprofit created the biggest access obstacle we noticed was, uh, was that the physician was just as stigmatized as the patient. And so we created that telemedicine site, and this is for the patient, by the patient. I have videos of myself on there, my personal use, and, and it makes people feel comfortable, and it facilitates a conversation inside of the home that facilitates holistic uh, alternatives to the traditional approach of pharmaceuticals that they've been using.
1: So I want to take a story that just recently did break through the headlines this week as we're recording. That I thought was very, very important. By the way, at least we're starting to see that we're, that there are – some states that are hopefully where North Carolina will follow Texas. I just saw a lot where those patients that are suffering from PTSD or certain stages of cancer can now get access to medical marijuana in Texas. But the one story that came out that was also interesting is the fact that the veterans administration, they rejected recently cannabis research and to go ahead and just find out if cannabis would help to ease PTSD, chronic pain and insomnia and That opportunity, I don't know if you have any comments to make about that, but, you know, the idea is that um, you would hope that the VA would go ahead and at least give the opportunity to at least do the research. We're not trying to endorse. It's just a matter of let's get the opportunity to get the information out there and further the cause. Because if you want to persuade people why legalization should happen or decriminalization should happen, the Veterans Administration giving a a green light to research would be a huge gift.
2: it 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 absolutely would but what that clearly highlights is hidden agendas right and that's that's why i decided a a, a long time ago that i'm not fighting with this bureaucracy i'm not fighting with the va They're, they're too big we're going to show the patients how to do it themselves how they can go into a dispensary grab the medication that they need and do the work with themselves with an empathetic witness uh to get themselves uh through these conditions now something important to note uh The VA did just deny research, but uh, with the National Defense Authorization Act um, uh, is is going to be solidified by the fifteenth of December. What you're seeing now is you're seeing the Safe Banking Act because it's become such a veteran issue, and you're becoming a Safe Harbor Amendment uh, that's going to be released soon uh, that that will provide all veterans immediate access, uh, safety, and and ability to bring their medications across state lines, uh, along with the you know um streamlining the banking uh, situation the complications that we do have and allow uh veterans to be employed uh to take advantage of the one million jobs that are going to be created over the next three years and also for the small business owners who can come in and actually level level the playing field without uh without having to give up equity so those initiatives literally uh my staff here in the office is 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 kicking this out right now across the nation um We've created a website to push this across, but um, there's a real chance that if we get these provisions attached to the National Defense Authorization Act uh, by the 15th of December, these will pass next year. And this is the first time in a a strategy that I see really carry some weight. So uh, here Friday, Monday, uh, all the way through Wednesday of next week, we will be in DC. meeting with these decision-makers and yeah. uh, and 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 garnishing the support we need to get this stuff pushed across to help veterans in need.
1: Well, I want to just make a point. Politico put a story about this, uh, story about the rejection by the VA, and I want to just say this quote to kind of close things out because it really is, is the call to duty, the call to action for those right. out there to, to really make this point. Here's the, where's where I'm going to pick the passage. Quote, millions of veterans are self-medicating their war-caused ailments with Cannabis And they're frustrated the VA continues to dismiss the drug's possible benefits. The VA will not expand the piecemeal cannabis research it is undertaking, despite recent bipartisan calls from Congress, doctors, and veterans. And without the research, the VA continues to deny cannabis recommendations to veterans in 36 states that allow medical marijuana. And also, to go to the point of the policymakers, the lack of empirical FDA-approved research has been cited as one of the reasons For many lawmakers, even President Joe Biden, to refrain from taking federal action on cannabis. So, you know, it's the roadblocks you said. There's agenda all around, and I'm glad you're getting the chance to go and talk to policymakers because the veteran sector is very important. And that's what you're doing in your own grassroots effort with VAHA, with Veterans Alliance for Holistic Alternatives. Let me direct people to the website. V-A-H-A health.com and also tell So uh, just take a quick minute. Uh, some of the information and resources that you have available at vahahealth.com.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We have, uh, you know, one of the big things we're pushing right now is, is a new website, uh, veterans for safe, um, which we'll share that with you. And, and hopefully you can kick it out to your listeners, but logging on through our website, uh, just really just dig into the q a because it really gives a personal approach to the integration of mm-hmm. cannabis with the science behind it and, and it can really answer and help facilitate uh your own path to healing um and then obviously reference links and studies that uh, uh that can validate some of that information um our priorities is obviously is access for all um patient protection safe banking and then uh, workforce development so those are those are the four big initiatives that uh, we focus and uh we ask to choose vaha before you go to Vahala, and that's that's a big reason you know the, the the warriors heaven so there's a better way than what is being put on the table right now by the professionals who are sitting in front of you and um i would challenge anyone who who uh who thinks that I'm wrong in, in, in saying that. Yep. Um,
1: it's, you know, I, I, and I'll i tell you, Gary, we had not even enough time to go ahead and just even scratch the surface of what you have done yourself, just your background and your career as an infantry officer in the Marine Corps. There's just so much we can go into, but we're out of time. I really do appreciate here. you taking time to talk to us today. And uh, thank you again for sharing your story and please keep us posted on any new developments. Yes, sir. Thank you.